This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Misunderstood. I'm Rachel Yucatel. It's crazy to think the Bachelor franchise has been on the air for 20 years. It's totally insane, which with the Bachelorette, the Bachelor in Paradise, and now the Golden Bachelor, which I was totally into. It's the franchise that became a whole nation. Today, we have one of your all-time favorites from the show, Carly Waddell. She first appeared on Desiree's season of The Bachelorette when her own brother, Zach, was one of the suitors, and producers like, liked her so much that they invited her to participate herself. She was then on Chris Soul's season. Do you remember him? He was like the hottest. Then Bachelor in Paradise, where we saw her get her heart broken, and then the following season, we got to see her fall in love, get engaged, and actually marry the guy. The thing I love about having people on the show that become famous from reality TV is that everyone thinks that they know them, but you really only know a small piece of who they are. And I love to discover who they are outside of that image. Carly comes from a really close family. She's always been a performer. She even went to college for it and got her start singing on a cruise ship way before The Bachelor came into her life. I think one of the reasons people fell in love with Carly in the first place, me included, is because she doesn't take herself too seriously. She opens up about her failures and her dreams. And now she's going full steam ahead and making her musical dreams and country music a reality. And this episode is so fun and full of great girl talk. So welcome Carly Waddell. Carly, welcome to Misunderstood. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Can I just say something real fast? You like, how do you have a really good face with a center part and a side part? Like what that do you mean? video, like you have like a side part and it looks so good, but then you also look so good with a center part. Really? Oh, well, that's yeah. a really nice compliment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're so I'm like, funny. oh my gosh, look at her hair. It looks amazing. You're funny. Well, your hair looks amazing. So, <laughs> um, so I wanted to listen, most of the, um, shows I feel like you do are bachelor centered because you're, you, you know, people know you as somebody that was on the bachelor part of right. bachelor in paradise. 
my listeners are not necessary. I mean, of course, they've seen The Bachelor. They love The Bachelor, I'm sure, but are not as familiar um, already going into it. So I'm going to ask you a lot of questions that you may think are like, oh, this is so stupid. But a lot of our listeners really want to know stuff about what it's like to be on that show, what it was like for you, all the gossip that is kind of like things that you might find tedious because this should be stuff we already know, but we don't. I mean, I'm going to know a lot of information most people don't know because I was there. Right. Exactly. So, but what's more important though, is you were a, per, a person before it and after it. So before you got on the show, I want to, I want people to get to know who you were and I want to know who you were um, before that. So tell me about like where you grew up, what you were like as a kid. Oh my gosh. Well, I grew up in uh, Dallas in Texas. Um, I have two older brothers. Uh, I mean, we grew up very just like, I don't know, we lived in a neighborhood and played, you know, football on the street and hockey. You know, I grew up singing karaoke in the garage. Um, we have a, I have a very tight family. We're still really tight. Um, even though only my parents live near me now, my brothers live in one lives in Texas, one lives in Florida, but, um, I don't know. I had a really great childhood. You know, some people look back and they say, you know, gosh, I had a lot of trauma and stuff. And I don't, I didn't have that experience. You know, I had things happen here and there, but, um, I'm just super lucky, honestly. That's so nice. And did you always love music and singing? Yes. Um, I started singing in musicals when I was like probably seven. Um, and, uh, I did like the musical theater route for a long time and then got into, uh, writing country music and then started doing country music. And then I sang on cruise ships. Um, and then after cruise ships was actually the bachelor stuff. But I, I, the only thing I've ever done to like make money was like wait tables and sing. <laughs> so that's so amazing. Wait, tell me what it's like to sing on a cruise ship. How did you even get that job offer? So I was singing in a show in Savannah, Georgia. Um, and my best friend at the time, who was also in the show with me, she sang on cruise ships for a while, um, while I was at college and they offered her a job and she was like, I can't do it. Cause I'm staying in the show, but, um, I was just covering someone that was pregnant. And so my, my time is about to be up and she's like, you should take the job. And so I just made a video, sent it in and I was hired like immediately. Um, but it was, I mean, I was, I'd never even been on a cruise ship. So like, I don't know what I was getting into. Normally with cruise ships, you rehearse beforehand, like any show on land, and then you go take it to the ship. And I was replacing somebody. So I rehearsed on the ship and was in the show within a week. So and is the show every night or how, like, do you have to hang out with the guests? Do you stay in your room? Like, what's it like for six months doing that? Well, it depends on the ship, but the first ship I was on, it had three shows. So you have like, let's say the, um, you're on there for a week, you know, some cruises are longer, but you usually only rehearse like three shows, but then you'll have like a cabaret or some type of fun little show in between that you do as well. But there's only like three, usually big main stage shows. Um, and then you can, you can do whatever you want. You can't fraternize with the guests they say, because then you'll get fired. Um, but and there are definitely people that try, there was a golf pro one time. I remember that took this girl back to his room and he was fired. Like they just walked to his room, knocked on the door and they're like, you're bye. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're out tomorrow. But, um, so it's, it's not like really the love, it, it's not like the love boat where you're meeting a new love every week. 
Oh yeah. No, you definitely could. <laughs> I always like ended up dating somebody that was like a employee. Like I dated a Russian figure skater for a while. There was a, on my first ship, there was a, um, ice rink and he was a figure skater. He didn't speak any English, but we had fun. I Obviously. We had a good time. Obviously. And then the next two ships, I dated the same guy, but, um, no, it was, you know, there's lots of people that sleep with other people. And then there's people who don't. And then, you know, there's people who just live it up and the people who stay in their room. I mean, I traveled like every time I could get off the ship, which was pretty much always I could, they treat singers very well. Right. Right. Yeah. And people probably love you anyways. Cause Oh you know, yeah. You're like thing. the You're... celebrity of the ship. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So tell us, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you didn't apply. Most people have to apply to be right. on the bachelorette or on the bachelor. Um, you fell into it because of your brother. Talk to us. About yeah. That. So my last cruise ship, um, when I was on it, my brother went on the bachelorette and, uh, so I hadn't seen him in nine months and cause my last cruise was so long. And, um, so I got home and he was going hometown dates within like three days of getting home. And so I was literally like fresh off the boat and he walked in and it was like so exciting. Um, and my, they asked my mom to like interview the bachelorette. They were like, well, we think that she like, doesn't really she likes them as a friend and somebody needs to talk to her kind of harshly about this. And my mom's like, so scared. She's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I was like, I don't know, put me in coach. I'll do it. I don't care. Right. And so then they, I think they just, I don't know. I feel like the executive producer at that time was this guy named Alon Gale. And he just, I think loved my spirit and my gumption, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when my brother got kicked off, which was right after they met us, <laughs> terrible. It's so terrible. We, we got him kicked off. Um, but anyway, then he was like, would you ever, uh, want to do the show? And, um, the next person, uh, to be the bachelor was Juan Pablo. And he was like my brother's best friend on the show. And Juan Pablo and I like, we just like, don't get along. Okay. <laughs> and so I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Wait, why brother, don't you get along? I don't know. He's just like, you know, those people in life that like, you just like butt heads. Yeah. Like I felt like he was like the brother that I never had that I butted heads with all the time mm. because okay. he was like around quite a bit. Um, always hanging out with, you know, my brother, Zach. And I don't know, he just always had something to say. And I was like, I don't need your opinions. Like, I don't right. know you I need your opinions, but oh, I was wait, like, at this point, at this point, had your brother said, this was such a fun experience. I loved it. You should oh, do it. Yeah. They offer it to you. Yeah. He was like, absolutely. You should do it. You're not going to get another chance. And I was like, watch me. And, <laughs> and he, and my brothers, both of them, they were really mad because they truly thought like this was it. And then, um, but the, did they want it for you because they wanted you to find love or they wanted you to become famous? Honestly, I think my brothers wanted it for exposure yeah. and for me, but I didn't, I was like, I don't like him and I don't want to date him. Why yeah. would I do that? That is so dumb. And honestly, yeah. one of the huge reasons I left cruise ships was because was, I was so lonely and I was like, I'm going to get stuck doing this and I'm going to be 45 years old, single, still singing in cruise ships. Like I want a family. I want a husband. I want a boyfriend. I want some, a life. Yeah. And so, um, then, uh, they were like, well, if you ever, if there's ever a bachelor that like gets announced that you would want to date, let us know. And so 
Chris Souls was announced on Good Morning America. And immediately I texted the producer, Alana. I was like, please let me on. I want to date him. Yeah. And then he well, like, cool. so wait, let me understand this. So once he's yeah. announced, they haven't actually picked the girls yet that are going to film. There's a lot of girls that have been picked, but okay. in this scenario, uh, me and uh, actually, which is crazy, my uh, best friend from the show, Jade, we were the last two picked and it was after he had already been announced. So they have like, I think most people chosen and then there's a few stragglers that come along at the right. end. Right. So if they had announced that Chris Souls was going to be a bachelor and they had talked to me about doing the being one of the girls, I would have been like, hi, I'm over here. He, in my opinion, he was and remains the hottest bachelor. I will say I agree with you on the physical part. I just uh, he was hard for me to talk to and I can kind of talk to anybody. And he was like he was it was hard to like pull things out of him like. We were friends. We were like homies. We were like good. There on the was road. no sexual chemistry. No. And they tried, they put me on like this sex date with them. And then they tried to get us naked and all these things. And I was like, no, this is so weird. Oh my God. <laughs> this episode is proudly brought to you by Lola V an award-winning hair care line founded by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. She's been hair goals for as long as I can remember. I'm proud to say I get a lot of comments on my hair on social media as well. I feel like it's something I'm known for. And there are so many hair products on the market that can be confusing to other people if you haven't tried it yourself. But I found one that really works and finding something that's actually good for you is very hard. So that's where Lola V comes in. I put my hair through the ringer. I'm sure you do too. Coloring, styling, extensions that I get, I'm always changing it up. So it's crucial to have products that repair and shield my hair from future harm. If you want to get started, Lola V's bestsellers are the cult classic glossing detangler and perfecting leave-in conditioner. They will be your saviors. They aren't just styling products. They're your hair's new best friends. And what kind of best friend would they be if they didn't give us a little treat? So for a limited time, you can get an exclusive 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use code understood at checkout. So I got these products uh, maybe a week ago and I've been using them obviously every day. I absolutely love them. I've already reordered stock for myself and I've ordered it some friends that I knew had some things coming up that I just wanted to send them a little gift. Um, I can't tell you how much it has changed my hair already in a week. It looks and feels so much better. There's a tangible difference. The restorative shampoo conditioner and intensive repair treatment makes every shower feel like you are at a spa. It's so luxurious, it, but it doesn't stop there. The post-shower products will change your whole styling routine. I didn't really know about these things. I mean, I've seen different products before. I've always been nervous about my hair getting greasy, but the glossing detangler, the perfecting leave-in and the lightweight hair oil are an amazing trifecta of goodness. So unlock Jennifer Aniston's approved hair at lolavie.com. As our loyal listeners, you will get an exclusive 15% off your entire order when you use code understood at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code understood. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts cannot be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. Yeah. Wait a minute. So now t tell us what it's like to be on that with all these girls and you're all vying for the same guy. 
How does that really work? I mean, are you hating the girls, loving them? Is it, are you never seeing Chris? You're only seeing him once in a while. Like explain the whole thing. You Okay. So it starts out and you're honestly, I feel like you're just trying to kind of find your people at first, or there's people that just focus solely on the bachelor, right? They're like, I don't need friends. I'm here for this, which is Mm -hmm. fine. And is is there a certain strategy for either airtime or to get time with him? Like my strategy coming on was because I always get nervous about not even on regular dates. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? So I kind of like plan out what I'm going to say, some questions in my head. So I came with like props. Like I came with, um, different items that I would take into, into our time together. And like, uh, so that we'd have something to talk about. Like I brought the first thing I did for the first night was I brought one of those, um, fortune teller things that you like do this. Oh and yeah. Yeah. It had like a question on it, which I don't to even create conversation. That. Yeah. But then the next year they used that idea and I was like, rude, that was my idea. <laughs> um, but take credit. Um, but I brought little things or I would come up with like questions or whatever before going into my time. Um, but you know, lots of girls just, you know, went up and talked to him and that was cool. That that's what you're supposed to do probably. But you know, you don't, you don't see him very often. Um, you see him if there's like a group date, but again, it's like, you know, weird, you get a few seconds of his time unless you have, you know, those one-on-one dates. And even with the one-on-one date, you usually have an activity and then you have like a dinner. Mm-hmm. So the activity probably lasts like an hour. You don't drive in the same car to the activity. Um, you're separate. Um, sometimes wow. you drive back together, but not most of the time. So you're usually pretty separate unless you're on a camera. And do you feel like it took you a while to realize that there wasn't a lot of chemistry between you two, or you knew immediately from just watching how he interacted with people? I think I, with me, I think that I knew there wasn't a lot of chemistry. Like, um, I think it was like our first group date. When I talked to him a few times at the mansion, I was like, oh, he's so attractive. Like, yeah, this could work or whatever. Um, I can make it work. (laughs) I can make it work. But again, like back then I was really like, I hadn't dated anybody in a long time. My, um, my boyfriend that was like on two cruise ships with me, like in the middle of like dating him, like stopped wanting to have sex with me, which was like really fucked with my brain. And like, it was just there. I was like in a really weird, like not feeling sexy about myself place. So I think I also kind of got myself into friend zone really easily because I wasn't like rooted with my vagina, you know, like, and so, um, really, I think a couple, like, I don't know, a couple dates in, I was kind of like, Hmm, this is kind of not going well. Like I just, I could just tell it was like kind of hard to talk to him and we were kind of getting more in like friend zone. And then our dinner we had. I felt like maybe it could go somewhere, but then I don't know, by the end, I was like, I could see him having like really strong connections with other people. And it honestly didn't really bother me. Yeah. So if it doesn't bother you, that probably means that's not your person, you know, probably because lots of girls would, it would really upset them. They're like, we just had this amazing date. Now he's going out with this girl. And like, it just breaks my heart. And I, I wasn't feeling like that. 
Yeah. So I've always wondered how, how that editing goes, or if you feel like it's true, like as you see it unfold, even in episode one, two, three, early on, people are saying, oh yeah, I could definitely fall in love. Oh yeah. There's, you know, multiple people I could fall in love with. And then all the way to the end, you know, you string along too, and then Uh you pick, do you believe that that's really true? Like, do you think you could be in love with two people and not know until that very last moment? You know, I think about that often because it's been happening. I feel like more lately. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think, I think with girls, like when they're the bachelorette, I do think there's something about like almost like a loyalty they feel for the first person they like. And usually that first person goes really far. Mm. Um, With guys, sometimes it's like super up in the air. Um, But I don't know. I mean, like, did you watch The Golden Bachelor where it yes, still that's played out thinking. that same way? <laughs> I know, but that's why I was thinking. I even said that to somebody else. I was like, you know, it's crazy. I feel like I was watching what I've seen happen so often with the women that he felt some sort of loyalty and he yeah. liked her first. And then was like, well, I already like her. Like, right. Am I allowed to like these other people? I feel bad um, now because I like her. So I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, I dated like two people at the same time in college. I did get caught. I wasn't good. But um, I liked yeah, but both that's of different. Them. That's kind of called cheating. If one person <laughs> thinks you're dating we were them. not exclusive. <laughs> yeah. But like on a show, you're, you know, it's, it's a yeah. little bit. I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> I feel like there's, I feel like you probably do like both people in so many different ways. They probably make you feel really good about yourself in different ways too. And then I don't know. I feel like I don't know that the love thing is possible. Even when, you know, I look back on when I was on Bachelor in Paradise and got engaged and I was saying, I love you already. That actually wasn't love. That was something else. That was, I like you or I lust for you or whatever. But I don't know that the love component is there until you really, really know them after the show. Yeah. So talk about that. You were on Bachelor in Paradise twice. You did not have a great first season, correct? (laughs) No. (laughs) go well for me just fill people in for a second on what happened there so I like dated this guy from like the first they call it the sand so we came down together on the first day and we were together through like the very last date that you're supposed to go out on and Chris Harrison is like okay like everybody's going on their dates today and then you'll figure out like what you want and um and like we were just I was just sitting with this guy like at the pool right before Chris Harrison's like, okay, let's break apart and we'll come together and you'll go on your dates. And he was like, I'm so excited to take you back to Minnesota. And like, this is going to be so fun, blah, blah, blah. So I wasn't thinking anything was wrong. And then he comes up to like, get me to go on her date. And he's looking kind of funny. And I was like, what are you gonna do? Break up with me. And I was joking. And then he did. (laughs) But why, why did he? You didn't see it coming, obviously. No, I mean, the viewers, did the viewers see it coming? No, nobody. I mean, you know, it's so weird too, because when that happened, it started making, it made me almost like not trust the bachelor process because I was like, did anybody like, did the producers know? And then like, I'm the only one who didn't know when my friends didn't like, because it was such a blind side and everyone was acting like they had no idea it was coming. And I just don't know that that was actually true. Because when I talked to him after the show, he said that there was a girl he was dating at home and they had like broken up. And then every time he'd get like 
further with me dating, he was just thinking about her, which I just wish he had told me that like maybe on the show, but whatever. Right. Or um, maybe didn't do the show. I or mean, didn't do the show at all. Right. Let's start there. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, yeah, I definitely didn't see it coming and, um, and I didn't know how to react to it because I really thought like, oh, like everybody's trying to make me look like a fool. Yeah. Um, um, but it, it is interesting because weddings in bachelor nation are, are not as common. I feel like as they used to be, but you guys got married on camera in front of the TV and you have a couple of friends that are married with kids at, still. Correct. Yes. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot of people that still, it really does work for people, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can meet anybody. You can meet people on the bachelor. You can meet them at the grocery store. You can meet them at school, That's you, right. can meet them, you know, anywhere. Um, so, and there's a lot of people in bachelor nation. It just yeah. obviously keeps growing and growing, um, because there's more shows and bachelor right. paradise, I feel like is actually a really easy place to meet people because there's so many people from different seasons and it's just a revolving door of people like coming in and out. Well, it's interesting. I mean, they've kind of already vetted them for you, right? You know, yeah. people know a little bit of their personality or history coming into it and they're all really good looking. So like you've never yeah. heard it down, you know, right. to kind right. of the pool you want to be working with as opposed to going to a bar or wherever you're going to find someone or going on Very Bumble and not knowing who you're going to get or who they're right. being. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that is interesting. So what was it like to have your wedding on TV and that quickly, like, did it get sped up because they were filming it or were you like, yes, let's do this. I love you so much. I can't wait to start having kids. You know, it was interesting because he wanted, he wanted the wedding part on TV more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was his second marriage. So I kind of was like, why the big show in a way? Yeah. Um, Cause I don't know. I never was one of those girls who like dreamed of my wedding. I just wasn't. So, um, I thought it was great. I mean, they, you know, they asked me, you know, what, what dresses do you want and what, you know, food and what we're doing it at this venue. What do you want to look like? And is it, and is it true that they pay for everything? They did. Yes. Um, I did not get to keep my dress, but that's cause it was like the first dress this designer had made of this particular style. So he, wanted that back for sentimental reasons, um, which is fine. We got divorced. Doesn't matter anyway. Um, but, uh, but it was, you know, it was fine. (laughs) I wouldn't have wanted to do that again. I don't, but could you invite family members or did you have to invite people from bachelor nation who you had never met? So there were people, there were definitely people from bachelor nation that I didn't know. Well, actually, no, I think I knew everybody that was there. Uh, I knew them. Lots of people, you know, were from seasons that I was on or whatever. I did get to invite family, but we had like a limited amount of people that we could invite. So, you know, like when you invite like one cousin, then you have to invite like, yeah. you know, the, the mom and dad, and then it just keeps expanding. Right. So I kept my circle very, very small. Um, and, um, was there anyone that came that you were so excited they were coming from like another season? Gosh, you know, honestly, the fact that Jade came was huge because she was super pregnant and Zika like was down in Mexico at that time. And Mm -hmm. so she was like, I'm not missing your wedding. So truly like when she walked in, I was like, I cannot believe you're here. And she had to be like super careful the whole time. But that I was just like, okay, like you're a really great friend. (laughs) 
Like, right. I don't know if I would have done that. That's so nice. Yeah. Um, did Chris Souls make it to your wedding? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. He did not. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so you're not still buddy-buddy with him? No, no. Oh. I think the last time I talked to him was, uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's been so, it's been so long. Right. Uh, Long enough that you don't remember. All right. So you had Chris Harrison officiate your wedding, which must've been super fun. Yeah. it was Um, fun. And I assume you're still, are you close with him still? Oh gosh. You know, it's, I really kind of distanced myself from the bachelor world. I think, um, after the divorce and stuff, I just kind of like took a step back, but also Mm -hmm. God, he, you know, he had to take a major step back, which I think is. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about that. When you heard about that, what were your thoughts? I mean, I feel like you must've had some sort of a relationship where you trusted him. Like, I just, I don't know. It's so hard. Our cancel culture in this world right now is just, you just have, it's almost like, don't talk, Yeah, (laughs) you know? And it's so frustrating because, um, Chris Harrison's such a good guy and I, I love Chris Harrison. And so like that, it was just immediate, like, you're done was very frustrating that like mm-hmm. no one can have an opinion about anything anymore. And yeah. like, and I, I mean, I get where the public is coming from on the whole situation, but I don't know everything in cancel culture right now is just so frustrating. It's even yeah. hard to just, you know, be a person that picks up, you know, your phone to talk to Instagram, you know, and yeah. all the people out there. Cause you're like, Oh God, what if I say something wrong? Like, it's just, it's hard. It's frustrating. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that, I mean, you're in a platform where you can say something and people can either misconstrue it or it can make news. Like I know recently you were on a podcast, you were talking about Lady Gaga yes. um, and that kind of went viral about your yeah. thoughts about the fact that you didn't love her in college and people were right. like, ah. um, right. so what, you know, did that upset you or you were like, whatever, you know, it did because I didn't, I didn't want people to take in the fact that I was like, I think that she's a terrible human. No, and I listened to the podcast. You were just, you were saying what anyone else would say about someone they went to college with. And you flat out said, she's a genius. She's She's a genius. She truly is like an absolute musical genius phenomenon human. She's also a, the acting that she does in these movies now is insane. Like she's so good and she was so good back then. It was literally just like a moment in time that not just, I was like, okay, maybe like either let's take turns singing or (laughs) like, let's just like maybe have the lunchroom, like slightly quiet, like one day a week, you know? Right. And I, yeah. And it's just, it was, it just went so big and so viral and so many people were so mad. And I was like, I'm not saying I don't like her at all. Like I do like her. Or you weren't saying you wished she didn't become who she became. I mean, it really totally deserved to. She's incredible. Yeah. it's Right. But that is an example of, you know, how sometimes you have to watch what you say because it gets, by the way, the headline ends up getting misconstrued because again, you didn't say anything that anyone else wouldn't have said. And it was kind of, it was funny to listen to and made, her more um, relatable. You know what I mean? Totally. So like, yeah, she was annoying. Who cares? Like she can't be perfect all the time. Right. And honestly, the fact that she was like that, probably, you know, that, that person she was at that moment made her who she is today and why this big 
star because she's like in people's faces being like, Hey, I'm great. And like, yeah. I wish I had more of that. Yeah. And she <laughs> believed in herself enough. Yes. To be, yeah. Well, yeah. good for her. Yeah. Good um, so, okay. Um, did you feel my last question on this was, did you feel pressure to find a bachelor couple, you know, to be part of that bachelor couple after three times now of being on the show kind of like, would you, did you really pick, pick the person that became your husband and said, I love this guy, even without the show, I would have been married to him. You know, it's funny. I remember when we were on a date, like when we got back and, um, I remember looking at him and being like, you know, even if I had met you in life, like you would have had me like, like I knew that he was, you know, he was the right person for me at that time. We had, you know, we had a lot of issues and drama kind of, even before we got married with just the circle of life. Um, mm-hmm. but like, by the um, way, everyone does, I mean, it yeah, can't be and perfect so, as it is on TV. Yeah. Um, and so was it, yeah. Was it perfect when we got married? No. Was it perfect after we got married? No. Did, should we have gotten divorced? Yes. Um, but, uh, I didn't ever feel pressured to like him because like, even on the show, like to, I didn't like him until I did. And no one was pressuring me to like him. They were like, do you like him or do you not like him today? And I was like, I don't know today. I don't know. You know, like, I mean, no one was like, oh my gosh, you should like this guy. They were all shocked. Yeah. So was I. So, um, but then when, you know, when I, I always say it was like, it was like someone lifted the veil and then I saw him in this different light and that's the person I fell in love with. Um, so yeah, I think I would have, even if we had been here and I met him out and we still had the same conversations that made me fall in love with him, I still would have. Yeah. And I always like looking at it this way that like, you know, just because the marriage didn't last till you guys were in your eighties, you guys got two amazing kids out of it. You guys will always be in each other's lives. It just, you know, you don't have to be married to have been in each other's lives and you have this history with each other, you know, where your kids can actually watch your first kiss on TV. Um, But you have this whole support system of people that will, you know, always um, rally around you and him together and you guys separately and um, nothing about it is a failure. So I've learned that from what I've had to go through, but you know, I think so many people have a hard time with it and grieve about it and can't get over um, a divorce because, you know, they think that it was a failure, but I I shouldn't see it that way. My cat's coming over here. My cat is in a cone right now. Oh, (laughs) did he just get uh, neutered? He has like something wrong with his paw. So he has like a little cast on the back paw. And now this thing on, cause he keeps licking it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Hope he's okay. Um, okay. So are you, do you have any predictions for this year's for the new season of the bachelor coming out? Gosh, I don't know. You know, I hadn't watched in so long and the golden bachelor got me back in. So now I'm golden bachelor was pretty good. It was very good. Yeah. Watching old people fall in love was one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. And gave me kind of inspiration because I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) my daughter who's 11 was like, mom, you should try out for the next golden bachelor. Oh my gosh. I'm like, Wyatt, I'm 48. I'm not in my <laughs> 70s. She's like, oh, like, you know, like, come I'm on. So old. Oh, so there should I'm be like a mid level. Yeah, I'm hoping they create a mid level bachelor, yeah. bachelorette, or I'm dying to be on Love is Blind. 
Oh my gosh, that show is so good. It's so good. Would it's you ever so do a good. show like that? Well, I have a boyfriend now, so no. <laughs> okay, well, let's pretend he didn't exist. Would you do a show like that? Or like oh, Married gosh. at First Sight? I love shows like that. Oh, I wouldn't do Married at First Sight. Um, only because I already had, you know, the one wedding go- or one marriage go. Bleh. Right, so, and on TV. You know, the yeah. likelihood of that happening on that show again is high. Right. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. but I think like love is blind is fun. Yeah. You know, cause you really, truly are just like, what's going to happen? Like who is yeah. that? You know? Yeah. I think it's such a great concept. And I think it, mm-hmm. a lot of it is similar to dating online. Well, with the exception that you could see the person's picture, but if you yeah. date online correctly, you can get to know somebody's personality before yeah. you meet them. In person. Totally. Very true. And in person is when you know that you have physical chemistry, but like, um, you know, sometimes they can hold a spoon wrong and I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the ick for this person, but yeah. before you meet someone, you can, you could tell if you have this chemistry, that's like, yeah. you can't, you know, you can't make it up. It's like, right. they're Same. attentive or it's something they get you, you get them. There's a yeah. cadence in, in the way that you guys. Same humor. Connect. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do think that, that meeting someone, um, and becoming like friends with them first is, is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that will work. Okay. Um, how is co-parenting going with you and your ex? You know, I have the kids most of the time. And so like, he'll pick them up. He has them every other weekend. He picks them up from school on Friday and takes them to school on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. We don't have to really interact too much. Um, we haven't had any like you know, things we really disagree with, with the children, Mm -hmm. you know, yet in life, they're very small. Um, so, um, you know, really it's fine. Like, do we, would I say like, I want to hang out with him and like, we get along really well. No, I wouldn't say that. But in regards to the children and co-parenting them, I think we're, we're doing it. We're doing a great job. The kids are very happy. Um, you know, they're thriving, that's all good. Right. And now since you've been off these shows, you have gotten into a new career or, you know, you've gotten back into a career and made it more serious. Let's talk about your music for a second. You just got back from being on tour with Nick Carter, correct? Yes. What was that like? By the way, did you listen to all his music growing up? Oh yeah. I was a huge Backstreet Boy fan. Yeah. And like, did everybody have a crush on Nick Carter? Yes. Was he like, my favorite? Yes. Like it was so And by the way, when their music wild. comes on the radio still, I'm so, like jamming out and turning up the volume. Like that's absolutely. my jam. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, it was, I mean, truly like some of the best moments of my whole life. Yeah. I, you know, I was putting music out this past year and I kind of was like, what am I doing? You know, like I spent all this money, like I did it all, like I wrote with people, you know, like. I put these music videos together. I did all these things. And I was like, what's going to come of this? Am I too old to be doing this? Like, am I too mom to be doing this? You know? And I truly was just like putting it out and just kind of waiting for the universe to say yes, mm-hmm. you know? And then, um, the Nick Carter tour came about really just because, um, my agent used to be, um, uh, like an agent within the family and mm-hmm. Nick was singing in Nashville and um, he was looking for influencers to like, just help get the word out. And my 
agent was like, Hey, can Carly sing a few songs at the concert? And he was like, absolutely. And he was like, wait, all this stuff is so good. Does she want to go on tour with me next month? Like it literally happened in like 30 minutes. Wow. Brain explosion. But it was truly like, it was so great. I, the girl who played guitar with me is my old nanny who has become one of my best friends. (laughs) Yeah. She's an artist in town. And, um, and she just uh, started working for a different family. And before even her first day of work, I was like, hey, I'm going on tour with Nick Carter. Do you want to come play for me and then do background vocals? And she was like, yes. <laughs> I hope I don't get fired. <laughs> but no, she's like, she's going on the next tour with me as well. Um, but she's, no, she's one of my best friends. And it was like so much fun just to even get my confidence back, like as a singer and as a person outside of motherhood, as a woman, as an entertainer, as a presence besides, right. You know, just this getting your group back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you needed that for sure. Um, before we get into what you're going to be doing this year, talk to me. You just brought up being an influencer. I forgot, like, that's a huge part of your income, right? Like you, you have been doing so much of that. Um, talk to people about how you got into that, what it is you do. Like, I I feel like that is so interesting for people that want to be doing it. And it's no longer like when I was younger, to be famous and get paid by a company to do anything, you had to have a reel, you had to be someone, you had to oh, yeah. you know, have a background and be a credible person representing a product. Now yeah. influencers are really where it's at. I mean, if you have yeah. followers and you can, you know, talk about a product and be relatable, that you, you become a superstar. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I've been, I mean, honestly, this has been my main income for probably seven years now. Um, and I got into it really right after the bachelor and I didn't even know it existed because when, when my brother went on the bachelor, social media was not a thing. And then Mm -hmm. when I went on, it started becoming a thing, but like making money from it wasn't a thing yet. I think the first ad I ever did, maybe it was a fab fit fun box or like maybe diff eyewear or something. Right. Um, But, um, yeah. And I mean, the only things I do now are things I actually believe in. I wouldn't say that I've always been like that in the beginning. It was kind of just like, Whoa, money's coming in. Let, mm-hmm. let me talk about this or whatever. And there's definitely things that I said I would do. And then I was like, no, this is horrible. Like there's no way I'm ever putting an ad out there for this. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you now know, people that don't know how that works, they send you a product Mm-hmm. You get to try it. Right. And then they pay you to talk about it. Promote and it. Say, yeah. To and talk say you about love it. it. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and is it usually a one shot thing or is it like advertisers on my podcast where they book for weeks at a time? It depends. Um, and also like, it could be like, Hey, do you want to do three stories and a reel or something? And I'm Got like, it. yeah, cool. Or, you know, it's like, Hey, do you want to do a story? And then it does really well. And then the company's like, Hey, would you like to do another one next month? You know? Um, so there's a lot of that going on, but, um, yeah, I mean, also, you know, it's so weird. Your life takes twists and turns. Like, you know, last year I was putting out a lot of music content Mm -hmm. and so influencers, um, I wasn't like an, really an influencer anymore. I was kind of this other person. So, um, I think a lot of companies didn't really know what to do with that, you know, and they kind of don't. So I'm trying to like manage 
you know, influencer life of things that I like, and I would like to promote, but also saying, Hey, I'm still, I'm still singing, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so you're going on tour with Nico moon this year. Yes. You're, are you doing just four of the shows? Yes. Are I'm you so excited? Days. We had Nico oh on the show a couple of weeks ago. He's like a ball of sunshine. You can't. I know. I just met him the first time yesterday. Him. Yeah. It's so much fun. And by the way, his stories, I'm a huge country fan. And the stories, he told me the greatest story about um, how he wrote, keep me in mind with his two friends. And I just was like on the floor. I think he's like, so such a phenomenal songwriter. The people he oh. knows is amazing. And then he's a great yes. performer. Yes. Yeah. He has this like crazy energy that I think people you're just drawn to him because mm-hmm. he like exudes light. Yeah. Like he, truly like he walked in the um, room yesterday. We had like some uh, promotional stuff we were doing at his uh, recording space and I'd never met him before. I'd like talked to him on FaceTime, but he walked in the room and I was like, Whoa, it's like, yeah, it's like sunshine. It's yeah. wild. Um, even in all the snow, he is a ray of sunshine, but I'm so excited because, um, he's his opener opener is red Farron, who is also huge right now. And mm-hmm. this is the first tour that like, you know, puts me in the country space because with Nick Carter, um, at, I mean, I sang country music. I did some pop stuff too, but, um, you know, his, he's pop. And yeah. so it was, I think some of his audience wasn't quite sure what to do with me. Like, sure. they're like, Oh, we like her. And she's like, you know, I talked a lot and like, I was funny and they liked the songs, but this is the, this is the audience that I need, <laughs> you know, right. um, For sure. that will understand. Right. And then, so like, what do you perform? How do you pick what you're performing? Cause you're opening, right. You're not doing some collab with him. Right. I'm, um, I'm doing, I have a 15 minute set. So, okay. um, with Nick Carter, I had a, what did I have? 40 minute set. Is that right? Oh, wow. So 30 or 40 minute set. Um, it just happened and I can't even remember, but <sighs> this is just, I mean, honestly, they're adding me to the billing. I think one, cause they believe in me and two, because I can, I'm a draw as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm a girl, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, but, um, but I'm how just, does it work? Like, how do you pick what you're going to do in that 15 minutes to showcase yourself? I mean, really? Um, I'm doing, so I'm doing two of my like most upbeat songs. One of them hasn't been released yet. It's called drinking game, which is like a really fun song that I'm leaving people with. But, um, so I'm, I think the most important thing that I learned from the Nick Carter tour music wise, what people respond to is that you give them some of your stuff, but then you give them stuff that they really like and they know. And so then once they hear stuff, they know they're like, Ooh, I like you. And then they listen more to the stuff that they don't know. So I'm doing, um, my first single, your friends like me more. And then I'm doing a mashup of, um, cruel summer and heart like a truck like taylor swift and laney wilson in the middle um just like get people like jamming and then my song drinking game at the end and then i like to joke and be silly and in between them and connect to the audience just by talking so um i think it's good you know it's like short but it's short and sweet and then i bought these um little bracelets that I'm going to throw out that have my name on them. And I'm going to try to meet people at the merch table and just honestly connect with the country audience that I haven't been able to connect to yet. Oh my God. That's so exciting. I'm so excited. I can't wait. wait Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. I can't wait to hear how it goes. So how does that work though? When you're on tour like that, will your ex take your kids for a week at a time or 
So this is only the first shows are that I'm on are Thursday, Friday, and then the next shows that I'm on are Friday, Saturday. So the weekend, the Tuesday, Thursday, um, my mom's just going to watch them, take them to school. And then I get back Saturday morning. So, um, and then the next weekend he picks them up from school on Friday. So I'm just going to head out Friday morning. So with, um, the last tour, cause it was like 12 days or something like that. Mm. Um, he, my mom took them for like half the time and my ex took them for like half the time. Got it. Okay. So you're, you're doing a little stint. I imagined you on this like tour bus. For like no, I'm dri- I've, I've been like driving. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So fun. Oh my no, gosh. it's been so fun. And even like, um, my, uh, the girl who's playing guitar, Sam, um, you know, we've been writing music on the road and all sorts of stuff. So it's just, it's just been fun. And just like girl, girl bonding and, you know, having time away is, you know, yes, I'm a mom and I love my kids, but it is real nice having a break. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I have a couple, I have a couple rapid fire questions. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was the first concert you ever went to? Uh, I think Leanne Rhymes and Brian White. Ooh, good one. Um, what is your go-to karaoke song? Ooh, um, probably something to talk about. Good one. What are you watching on Netflix right now or a streaming service? Doesn't have to be Netflix. Mm, what am I watching right now? Oh gosh. It's always like weird magic teenage shows. What did I just, oh, I'm watching the really? trailer. Yeah, no, it's so weird. I get really into dumb magic shows about like werewolves and vampires. I don't know. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Um, okay. What did you say the name was? Uh, the Travelers, or I think I just watched The Order. I think both of those are on okay. Netflix right now. I don't know either one of those. I'll have to look them up. Well, um, maybe not. Because my my go-to, I just binged last night, um, American Nightmare. So obviously- oh. Well, different. I can't watch that when the kids are around. So that's, I mean, I have them all the time. So it's really hard to find time yeah. to, yeah. Right. Magic. Do, you, do you know what I'm talking about though? Uh, I saw it on there, but I'm sure it's like. It's, it's so bad. good. I watched all three episodes, you know, it was like midnight and I'm like doing research on you. And I look up and I'm like, oh, let me just press play for a second. I was up yeah, till in the morning watching this. And then this morning at 8 a.m. I'm doing, I'm again, like dropping off my kid at school, coming back, finishing my stuff with you. And I make, I kind of Google who this journalist was, who, you know, was featured throughout the whole thing, stalked him, called the assignment desk in San Francisco. It's like five in the morning, his time spoke to him and invited him on my show. Shut up. Yeah. So that's how excited I am. Yeah. It's a great, um, it's a great show. You've got to watch it. Not with the kids around. (laughs) Um, uh, now where am I here? Okay. So like, if you're alone in the car, what music are you listening to these days? I'm like, always, I always have like the new country playlist on just cause I really want to hear like what's vibing out there. Okay. Who's your favorite country singer? I mean, gosh, you know, what's crazy is like Maren Morris is now going to pop world, but I like truly love Maren Morris. Yeah. She's really good. She's so I good. like Luke Combs. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a good songwriter and everything oh he does. There's good. so many good songwriters here in Nashville too. It's yeah, that's true. There's so many good ones. Um, okay. If you could do an ultimate girls trip like Bravo does, but with the bachelor nation ladies, who would be, who would be the five people on your trip? Oh gosh. Um, Ashley, I can Eddie, uh, Jade Roper, Whitney Bischoff, probably Caitlin Bristow. 
and Julia Kenny. Okay. Do you watch um, Bravo shows? I mean, no, no, not enough. Not enough. Not into that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Your identity for a long time was connected to something else like Carly from The Bachelor or Carly and Evan from Bachelor in Paradise, Carly and Jade, Carly, the mom fluencer. Um, Now you're Carly. What else? Singer, songwriter, writer. Do you feel like right now you're in the place you should be and want to be? I mean, uh, I feel I, it's a scary place to be truly because it's new and because I don't know where it's going or like, like even financially, I'm like, Oh gosh, like, was this a bad decision? But in my soul, this is the place that I know I'm supposed to be. So I know that I'm in the right place because I feel so at peace and I love I love singing and I love songwriting and I love standing in front of people and connecting. And I think that's, that's my place. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just lost it for a while. Is there something on your bucket list in the future that you want to be doing? Oh gosh. I mean, really, I just want, like, I want a song to get on the radio. Yeah. That's, you know, bucket list wise, like, when, when one of my songs, which I don't think I've written yet, uh, but when that song hits the country airplay, then I'm, that's yeah. gotta be the most amazing feeling. Have you ever seen oh, the movie, gosh. that thing you do? Yes. And remember that moment where their song gets played yes. the time. That is yeah. one of the best scenes in, yeah. in movie history because they, you know, they exuberate this, you know, uh, or exude this, you know, happiness that you oh. just know yeah. that they are feeling. It's like yeah. the greatest, yeah. greatest yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, okay. And anything else we can expect from you this year that we don't know about? Um, hopefully I'm going to be putting out more singles and just hopefully like a tour after this tour and just, you know, more of stepping into this new scary, but exhilarating, exciting space of music. Right. Okay. Well, we wish you the best of luck. It was such a pleasure meeting you. I I hope I meet you in real life soon. Yes. Same, same. Come to Nashville. I will. Thank you so much for listening to Misunderstood. I'm your host, Rachel Yucatel. Please be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a five-star rating and review. You can support the show by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash misunderstood with Rachel Yucatel. Do you have ideas for the show or want to reach out? Email us at info misunderstood podcast at gmail.com. That's spelled M-I-S-S understood. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Misunderstood.